This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What is up, guys? Welcome to Working Class on DeerCast. I'm pretty sure this is episode 101, and we're starting it off. This whole episode's kind of like a giant tracker segment, which is cool. Uh, I had a couple people ask if we were going to do more giant tracker stuff and getting into season. We have Mr. Chandler Barnes calling in from work. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> What's up, gang? <laughs> Appreciate you doing this, man. Yes, sir. Yes, man. Uh, I just want to say uh, shout out to you guys because I've been listening to you guys since Steve was the host and man, it is just, it's awesome, man. You get a lot of good laughs and I, I listen to you guys mowing the yards or at work building trucks. It doesn't matter. It's a lot of fun. Well, so yeah, talk about that while we're on it, man. I uh, appreciate you listening and the support and all that, but what do you do for a living? I work for Ford Motor Company. I work at Kentucky Truck Plant, and we build Super Duties Monday through Thursday. And uh, on my days off, my wife, man, she she's she's an occupational therapist, and she started her own business taking care of people with traumatic brain injuries. And we have houses and the school, and I do all the mowing and maintenance for her too. So we do a lot of hustling, but we have a lot of fun too. Yeah, dude, I, it's you're a hard worker, obviously, and you already have a giant buck under your belt for the season. How did that happen? What's going on, man? You're killing it. <laughs> it was a dear, dear of a lifetime for me, man. Uh, we uh, grew up, you know, hunting our whole lives, you know, and like the dream is, of course, kill a Boone and Crockett deer, but you yeah. know, that's, you can only dream of stuff like that. And uh, luckily my wife and family, they're big into hunting, you know, and uh, her, my father-in-law, he's always helped me plant food plots and set up stands and taught me everything you know with the tractors and disc and everything so we put in alfalfa fields uh clover fields just everything to try to help grow big deer around home and uh mm -hmm. in 2019 my wife we had a huge deer on camera biggest deer we ever had on camera and 
she killed it come gun season. I, I bow hunted the whole time, and I ended up killing a nice eight-pointer over a scrape on October 27th. Awesome. And she killed uh, rifle season. It was a 164-inch deer, and it was the talk of the town, man. And everybody back in our little hometown, they were like, dude, you, we'll never top that. You know, your family's it's crazy. And So you're out of Kentucky before we go any further. I don't know if we said that or not. And I don't want you to be like, I'm in this county, Kentucky, if you don't want to. Because I'm not about blowing up spots. Yeah. But what part of the state regionally are you in? I, I don't mind too bad. Uh, I'll tell you, we're actually uh, just south of the bourbon capital of the world, uh, Barstown, Kentucky. I know you guys talked a lot about that and bourbon on the show. Yeah. We live yeah. just 20 minutes south of there. So, yeah. Very cool. Okay, cool. So, right in there, Kentucky. I don't know if we've ever had – how maybe we have – but Kentucky focus like Buck story, like what we're going to talk about. Today. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, I've here lately, I've been getting big into the coyote and Bobcat and all that hunting stuff. And I've heard you guys talk about John Collins. He's a local hero around home. And dude, if you ever get him on the podcast, he's a killer. It doesn't matter what he's hunting, coyotes, turkeys, deer, you name it. He's awesome. Yeah. We actually had him scheduled to do a podcast last year at ATA and we had a meeting run late and he had a meeting run late we run over there and we're like dude we're sorry he goes dude i'm running late too no biggie like we'll just reschedule and he's like you know in the mid during uh the fall he's like i run through your area every now and again if we can make it work i'll swing into the studio and we'll do one so we'll see i'm due to touch base with him i've been really hyped to meet you guys i hope maybe you come to nwtf maybe this year or something i Uh, want to that's my yeah, goal. But, but if we ever fly out your all's way, man, we'll have to stop in and check out the studio or something. Of course. You're more than welcome. We'll, we'll uh, do an in-studio podcast. But this would be a great introduction to get you warmed up for an in-studio podcast because you got a giant velvet deer on the ground, man. We need to talk about this deer. Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, so I had this deer on camera for three years, man. And the first year he got on camera, he was a little basket rack and he had a drop tine on him, but he had a really messed up leg. And we just kind of watched him all season. We saw him several times in the food plot. And the next year, this deer it looked just like him, but he blew up. He was probably 155, 160 inch deer. He uh, was a mainframe 10, had like 13 points and he had nice kickers on his twos. And we were like, man, he is a shooter if we ever get a chance at him. So me and my wife, we hunted him, the family, everybody hunted him all season. Neighbors were hunting him. Never did get a chance at this deer. The end of the year, man, he was on our mineral pile last two weeks of season, just daylight. And we could set it off our back porch and watch him come in and eat. My, my stand's actually 200 yards off the back porch. So in the summertime, I can get binoculars out in the backyard and watch my bean field and my you know my food plot and watch deer come out it's pretty we're pretty blessed that's a cool setup it's hard to argue with. <laughs> the only problem is with the setup is usually your main wind is a westerly wind and it blows right up the ridge to their bedding man so it's mm. really tough to know when to go in and when to hunt and i tell you what you guys podcast you you learn a lot of good tips and tactics off of all your guests and uh clint casper's probably <laughs> I hate to pick favorites, but I love hearing him. Man. He's a wild man. He's, He's a ball of fun. He messaged me, and dude, he was so pumped. It was cool. That is awesome. Well, so, dude, go like having the restraint, especially being so convenient. That takes a lot of discipline. And some people might be like, "Yeah," but 
when you're watching deer looking you can oh. just go right to your spot it's probably hard to stay out of there more than it, it is anything yes else. sir yeah i try to like it, i keep that bottom field our house is up on the hill and that field's off the hill it's got a big creek that runs through it and it backs up to a huge block of woods where they all live and and man, if you go up to their bed and you look from their bed and they can literally see the back of our, like you can see our lights on our house and everything. So they know, you know, who's where, what's, what's happening. Yeah, My yeah. side by side going down there to feed is like a dinner bell going off to them, man. And, uh, yeah, I bet. so, uh, Come to find out, man, like the last three years on opening day, we're always at the lake and uh, my shooter will, you all get a text from my cameras and my shooter will be there daylight, you know, and I'm like, Savannah, this year, this deer, you don't understand. I was like, he's probably a 170. I was like, I'm going home to hunt him. And she's like, well, I don't blame you, but I'm I'm partying, you know, so uh, I get up, I drive two hours home from the lake and I, I get home and my father-in-law his like favorite thing of the year is dove hunting man he plants a huge dove field and like our whole town comes at like like 60 to 70 people come out for our dove hunts and party cook drink you know and so they're all uh, having their big dove hunt and people's coming up to me and they're like let me hear about this big deer you're hunting let me i was like man i really don't want to tell nobody but they saw the (laughs) shit that i found you know so they're all hyped for me and i'm leaving the dove field i'm like i'm gonna go get him you know and they're like they're like, good luck to you, but everybody's like, you know, you've never killed a velvet deer, never got opening day buck. It just, it just doesn't always work out, you know. Yeah. So I get over there, I take my shower. I'm like a half mile up the road from the dove field, and I, I, I get all my camo on. I shoot one arrow into the 3D target. It's shot perfect. I was like, I'm ready to go. It's game time. And uh, yeah. I go down off the off my hill and right beside my house you can drop off it to sneak up on turkeys like you drop off in this woods and you get down this little drainage that feeds into our creek and you can slip into our field without anything seeing you. Mm-hmm. So I go down through there. I didn't see any deer in my corn pile, you know, and I get down in there and I get over there to my stand at five o'clock, you know, I'm sweating bullets and <laughs> flies, bugs, everything's on you, man. And I'm yeah. like dude this is sucks. you know i gotta go back to the lake <laughs> yeah i was like what am i thinking i can hear all the gunshots over there everybody yelling at their dogs having a good time you know and i mean they're just right up the road dude yeah so uh first doe I, I like i know which way he's coming from from the way he always gets his first picture on the camera so i walk the opposite side of my uh pile and i go up to my stand i get in there well the first doe and two babies come down she hits my scent trail from the opposite side. She jumps back two feet and she just starts staring and looking. And I'm like, what am I going to do? You know, I was like, just yeah. pin my head up against the tree. And I was like, be calm, man. Just hopefully she'll mellow out. And finally, like six, seven doe come down in the corn pile. And like, you can tell which ones are older. They got the darker fur, you know, and they got their yep. pecking order. Like the one that's jumping up, slapping and, it was insane, dude, and I was just trying to keep my calm, you know, and try, it's a hard, I don't like hunting corn piles because you have so many eyeballs on you, you know. Yeah, And so uh, at so this I, point, when all these does are down there, are you like, okay, he's going to be here? Like, do you have yeah, that yeah, feeling? Like, like I, I felt so confident about the thing the whole day. I mean, like, I was hyped up talking to my buddies and stuff, and, like, he'd been showing up that whole month religiously, almost every night and every day. Like, he would skip here and there. But it was pretty religious. And the funny thing is, when I got home from the lake, there wasn't a, he wasn't there Friday night, but he was there Thursday night. I got home from the lake, there wasn't a kernel left in my pile. And I was like, dude, what am I going to do? I was like, like he, 
probably knows there's no corn. He ain't coming down there, you know, like, yeah. but usually big bucks don't come to corn piles anyways. But so my buddy's like, start your side. side run it oh, down there, yeah. you know, put Service your corn issues. out. Leave side side run, and hopefully it'll be his dinner bell, you know? So I did that. That was at lunchtime yep. and I'm settled in there. And <laughs> the buck, they, they kind of are on high alert, you know, they can smell my scent and they're wondering what the hell's going on. I'm sorry. They're wondering what's going on. And, uh, the first buck comes down off the hill. He's a pretty good eight pointer. And when he gets in the corn pile, it was like he had full range. You know, everybody got back out of his way and everything just kind of settled down. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. So, you know, like I could breathe for a minute. Yeah. And uh, so I had my bow in my hand the whole time from six o'clock till it was uh, it was after it was about 745. And I had about three more bucks come rolling off the ridge. And uh, I'm blind in my right eye. So uh, I hear this like crack you know i hear walking right behind me and i'm blinding my right eye and i'm left-handed so i shoot to my right and I, he's coming from my right side so i peek around the tree and all i see is rat coming and i'm like oh my gosh chandler i was like calm down buddy i was like this is him so, How so close walks, is he, uh i, I want to we're kind of i kind of want to let the our service catch up to you because it's uh oh we got a, we got a little lag so you're hey, good though you're good you're all good so so the first buck that came in that eight pointer that kind of like let you get a little bit of a break how big was that deer i just want to i just want to see like was, what um he was probably maybe 125 130 inch deer you know i mean he just yeah. had a nice wide outside his ears you know there was a couple of decent bucks that come in like some next year deer. <laughs> yeah yeah and then when well, big boy comes in you see him and you have your oh shit moment like how close is he yes dude he ends up coming underneath my stand like i could have spit on his back this is how close he is to me and i am tripping my tacticam's <laughs> on but my oh man we got, hold on we got serve we got service issues you're catching up this is what happens when we get guys calling in from work i love it though it's part of the deal so we had the internet caught up, so I'm I'm kind of like stalling because I don't I don't want to miss any of the story. I think we we might be all right now. Yes. Maybe, I think we're okay. good. So, so he gets underneath me. Okay, he gets underneath me, man. And like I could almost spit on his back, and I'm tripping because there's no clear shot. I mean, it's early September. There's 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 leaves everywhere, you know, and I have no yeah. shot at him. My camera's on. It's on my stabilizer. It's aimed at the corn pile, you know. And I'm like, dude, what am I gonna do? I just I just try to hold my calm. I was like, breathe, buddy. I was like, you got this far. You, you the hard part's over. Just make this happen, you know. So he walks about 10 feet out in front of my stand and, and gives me a clear, you know, there's no limbs in the way. I'm ready to shoot, but his butts to me, his tail's at me, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I still can't draw, you know? So he finally turns to his left, man. And when he turns to his left and he gives me a broadside shot, I would say he's probably 10 to 15 yards, if that, maybe not. Not even that. I draw back, and when I draw back, like I'm pretty, I'm quite 
quiet as I can be, but when I draw back, he turns and looks, but he never looks up in the tree. He just looks in my direction. And he like starts scratching his shoulder and I'm like, oh, we're good. So I put my pin on him, I hold my breath, and I was like, Chandler, just settle in and make the shot count. Because, like, you've heard those stories about Clint Casper. He's like, the buck's in the bed of the truck, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, just stay calm, man. I let her rip, dude, and it smacked him. Are you there? Yeah, man, we just got a little delay. I don't probably 40 or 50 in the group chat. I was like, BBD, some of yeah, yeah. Okay. So she she's hauling her truck. Everybody from that dove hunt is coming up to my house. And dude, I was like, I get out of the stand. I found a wad of first blood at the shot. And I was like, we're good. We're good. I put a water bottle down and I went up to the house and changed. And all my buddies are up there waiting. And I was like, boys, I hope, hope this deer's down because y'all have a lot of confidence in me. And uh, <laughs> we watched the shot back, watched the video. Everything's great. We drink a few beers and uh, it's like, it's time. We got to go. My anxiety's killing me, man. And yeah. uh, we go down there, and, dude, we didn't go not even 50 yards, and I find him bedded up, down. You know, he's toast. And just a full pass through, blood was everywhere. It was – I couldn't have drink. God couldn't have given me a better day. <laughs> dude, I'm looking at the picture of – that's why I'm looking over here to the side, looking at this, these pictures you sent me, and this buck is beautiful, man. I mean, full velvet, big you split to just a beautiful buck. I, I couldn't be any more blessed, dude. I've just, I've, I'm still in shock that this really happened, man. I just, it's crazy. <laughs> well, I'm happy for you, man. It, it seems like you deserve it. it. Seems like you're surrounded by good people, and I can't imagine the party that night after you got back. <laughs> yeah, we stayed up till four in the morning, man. It was, of course you did. It, it was, it was a so awesome, man. Like people just still to this day when I took him up to like. Kentucky Gun Company is one of the number one gun stores in surrounding states, and they do the biggest, like, it takes a 200-class deer to win their big buck contest. It's like, I won't even take a buck up there if it, but this one, I was like, I'm going to take him up there. And, dude, everybody yesterday was freaking out. They were just like, oh, my gosh. They were like, you have blown every deer out of the water so far. And they scored it a 188. Point seven five, and I just lost. I mean, I lost it. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I got the. You sent me the score sheet. I mean, this is a, a stud, <laughs> man. You know, there's a lot going on here. That's a beautiful buck. I mean, it's what dreams are made of. It really is. Yeah, <laughs> it's just an absolute stud. So you have it. He's obviously skull capped and taken care of and stuff. Um, how did you guys treat the velvet? Because I know we're gonna post pictures of this. Then people are might yes. that might get brought up. Like, what was the process with that? Beautiful photos, too, by the way, man. Even your nighttime yes. photos are beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I'll send you some really good pictures for it. But uh man, uh what we did was we my buddies was like, whatever we do, we cannot let this head touch the ground, you know. So one buddy was like, I'll hold his head up and uh you guys drag him, you know. So we drag him, we had to drag him off the ridge and across the creek and uh, we put him up in the back of a four-wheeler, and we took him up there, you know, and we uh, scored him out, like green scored him, you know, and uh, we partied all night, and my buddy, they have a huge deer camp. We all we all got a big deer camp with a walk-in cooler, and uh, we had the walk-in cooler. Yeah, we turned the walk-in cooler on and kept him in there, so that way we could get some good daylight pictures the next morning. 
and uh it's funny because our deer camp we're like big camaraderie like you guys we do we do biggest most weight uh we do ten dollar who scores the best all that good stuff we make side bets well yeah. everybody has put their money up like it was up to like 500 and some dollars but it'll get up to like 800 by gun season the deal is you got to have your ten dollars in before you kill your buck well <laughs> i give my ten dollars at the dove field and uh all of my buddies they're like dude we're not even getting in the big buck contest no more they're like you screwed yourself That's they're, like, they're like we're gonna have to start a whole nother contest yeah just like make you the captain of the ship and you just can't be a part now <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm gonna have to go a long time and start passing good deer <laughs> that's all right dude it's uh this buck is just beautiful, man. I can't get over it. That early season tape and velvet, like the way it all went down. I mean, you obviously seem so deserving of it and so appreciative of it. And it's rare. Like now I think it's rare to have uh, someone like in your position that has a community where everybody has like common passion and interest. I feel like yes. that's going away over time, but maybe it's not, maybe it just seems that way, but yeah, it's a pretty cool Dude. situation everybody was just so happy man it was just it was unreal dude it, it still doesn't feel real like whenever i picked him up out of the freezer yesterday from the taxidermist to take him up there to get scored he like barely fit in the seat of my truck like in between the console and the the door and i'm like holy cow that's awesome man he's beautiful it's uh i mean if you were gonna be like i want to kill that buck like, <laughs> a velvet buck, like that's the buck you'd pick you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. out of a lineup <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I dedicated my whole season to him, you know, uh, I was, I was like, it is either tag soup or it's this deer and my wife, she don't, she killed the 164. So she, and she's into like, we, she flies a little airplane and she's just a ball of talent. She's awesome, man. We yeah. snowboard together. We're into everything. And she, uh, she don't get excited unless it's a big, big deer. And this year she said, uh, you got till rifle season. And if not, he's mine. <laughs> That's hilarious. So it, it's all, it's a good competition. It's fun. Did she give you grief for making her leave the lake? Uh, no, she, it was on her. I was like, you don't have to leave the lake. And she's like, no, honey, you don't understand. She's like, I will be there. She's like, I can't wait to see him. And like, I told her, I said, I'll go my whole life and I'll never beat your 164. You know, that's just what dreams are made of. And yeah. dude, this deer, I thought it would go 170 and man, it just blew us out of the water. <laughs> that, that's all. It sounds like you got a keeper. So hold on to that one. You know, our saying, you can't yes. kill big bucks if your wife sucks. And <laughs> yes, sir. I need the t-shirt. <laughs> Yeah, well, what we'll send you one now we'll send her one too because what well, i always say we bring up the wives that love the saying are normally the cool ones you oh, know dude she, she's she is awesome like we have two little dogs and they're her they're her thing and like I, like we i love them like my children too like we don't have kids so we have these dogs and like the month before deer season it's like savannah do not let those dogs outside during prime time i don't want them chasing each other around barking because my setup is 200 yards off the back porch like <laughs> my bucket list is to kill a turkey out of the hot tub you know like it's crazy <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> Well, dude, I'm pumped for you, man. I mean, I can't. Uh, so yeah. you you have the shot. Oh, I'm looking at the group photo with you and all your boys. That must, was that the night of. Uh, yeah, that was the night of. And my father-in-law, he's the closest one to me, man. He was just, he doesn't give anybody credit for big deer. And he said, that is the biggest deer I've seen in my entire life. He's like, <laughs> you did it. <laughs> That's awesome, but, man. 
That was all we talked about was him every night since we found that shed. We found that shed together planting a clover field on the edge of our bean field. And, man, it was awesome. So you have yeah. the, the Tacticam footage of the shot. Yes, yes. You can see uh, you see the shot and everything, but where he was underneath me, you, you'd only get to see him for a split second. When I draw back, I go aim down on him, and you see him turn his head, look at me, and you see him for just enough time for me to center punch him, and he's off he goes. It's I will send you the video so you can see okay. that, and I'll send you the recovery video. It's pretty awesome, too. It's, awesome. it's, pretty, it's pretty awesome. So, yeah. Uh, Dude. That is, I love it, man. I love everything about the story. The deer is impressive. So, uh, so now what are you just basically hunting for your wife at this point or what? Uh, yeah. Like, uh, so we've, it's funny now that we get to fly around, but we have never done any out of state hunting much. And, uh, we, we live for like, so we got deer season, then you got snowboard season. We fly out West as much as we can to go snowboarding. And then you got shed cool. season, then you got Turkey season. So like, it's, it's a never ending cycle. And, uh, but if we're out your way, we'll definitely stop in with the plane and check you guys out one day. And, uh, Absolutely. I would love to meet you guys at a show one time. So I'm going to try to, once I get this buck mounted, I would like to take him around to a few shows or something. I got a cool idea for the mount that I've never yeah, did. Yeah, what so. are you going to do? I was going to ask that, you know, being in velvet and early my, season cape and yeah, my buddy, he makes these awesome uh, cedar tables with like cedar root wads, but we're going to take a smaller cedar root wad and we're going to have it stand up pretty tall and we're going to do a pedestal mount on top of it with like some old bob wire on it and my bow's going to hang off the side of the cedar and I have the shed and we'll have like a little no old vintage, no trespassing sign or something like that all yeah. tying everything together in the arrow or something maybe. That'd so be I'm very cool. About that. Yeah. So you, I talked to you before and you said you're an avid user of deer cast and what is, I'm, I gotta get better and a better habit of asking people, you know, in the, <laughs> yeah. in the process up to the, you know, with the day you shot this deer or when you're hunting a normal deer, what's like your favorite, like go-to feature? What are you looking at the most? Well, at like any, any time, like my favorite time is during October, November, uh, using it during the, you know, the hunt predictions, because whenever you type in your zip code and stuff like that, it just, it like, it, it's really good at calculating your weather and stuff like that. And, uh, I do like the tracking app. Me and my buddies, we use that a lot for shot placement and stuff like that. If we're worried about a shot. So that's pretty yeah. cool. And I just love following all the stuff. I need to get more active on there on posting and stuff. I'm not very good at that, but, uh, mm. it is cool. Like the community of it behind it and everything, man. And, but this spot this year, uh, like, you, of course I've kind of figured my farm out behind my house, you know? So, yeah, yeah. but, but yeah, yeah, I got it down to a, well, I feel like I have it down to a science, you know, every I'd time is do. different. Yeah. You mentioned your entry exit, you know, I think it'd be easy to be sloppy because it's right there. It, I'll tell you what, yeah. I've met, I've probably missed out on a lot of opportunity because I've always been lazy in years past. I've always just walked the tractor trail or foiler trail. I just walked right out. It's a mostly afternoon spot. I mostly killed most of my deer in the afternoons and I'll just walk right across the food plot and I'll get in my stand, you know, and I usually hunt the creek edge or the field edge. Well, I was like, dude, during turkey season, I'm always using this drainage to sneak in on turkeys. I was like, 
you know, there's a less chance of if them deer bedded right up there on that ridge and they're watching this whole food plot, you know, it's probably best I should start being more smart and sneak into it. You know, hopefully whatever eyes don't see you better. And whenever I climbed in my stand, there was already deer on the ridge line and I could see them bed it down just looking around and stuff. So they, they bed pretty tight to me. Yeah. See, I love that, man, because entry exit, I think, changed a lot for me. If you think about, you know, some stands you can't help it. You got to get in there, but you just have to be more yes, calculated. Sir. But dude, if you get a bulletproof entry exit, it will change your hunt so fast. <laughs> yes. Like you guys, actually, I learned that from you guys. I don't remember if it was Austin Chandler or who it was that was big on the entry exit. And I never really thought about it in years past. I'm like, in the afternoon, you know, they're all bedded down. Who cares where you go in and out you know but yeah. i'll tell you what i've always done for afternoons if i'm full of deer and i can't get out of my stand my father-in-law he'll come down with a gator and run them all out of the field you know and then i'll slip down out of the stand yep but yep. Uh, it's always nice when you get to scream and yell and get out of your stand and you're excited because you got a deer it doesn't matter then dude i love that <laughs> I love that whole story. I think it's funny that you're kind of like partying yes, before with the, with the boys. You're like, I'm going to go kill a 188. I'll be back. Uh, I'll call you guys a couple hours. Like, you know, I just like, you know, like, uh, I'll tell you what, like that Travis Mastrana, he always says like, he's always overconfident and underprepared, you know, like that was uh -huh. how he always lives everything on the fly. And believe it or not, about four years ago, I got to meet Travis Mastrana in Tennessee and he, he rode my dirt bike and wore my helmet and that like high or that dope, like that adrenaline rush was like, uh, that times 10 with that deer or better, you know, like it just, nothing compares to that. Dude, <laughs> and, uh, I love so, it, man, man. We just, we just like to try to live life to the fullest. <laughs> well, dude, you are the epitome of what I like to consider a WCB listener, man, like you're hardworking, you got good people around you. You're took the time out of your work day to get in a truck and call to do this. And dude, I love it, man. I appreciate everything. Congrats yeah, on the big all, buck. All of my buddies. Thank you so much, man. All of my buddies listen to you guys too. And they, they just love like the BS sessions, all that good stuff, man. You guys keep it fun, keep it interesting. And it is, it's so, it's unlike anything else. Well, thanks, man. We're having a lot of fun doing it and getting to interact with guys like you and, and people who just listen and send us success stories and all that is one of the major things that keeps us going and staying consistent when um, it kind of can seem inconvenient at times, but we're having a blast, man. So the support really, it means a lot more than, you know. Yes. Thank you so much, man. And uh, keep up the good work, dude. Awesome, dude. Well, uh, where can people find you if they want to just get on Instagram or whatever and find you and see this deer, where, where do they go? Well, where I'm blind in my right eye, my, I shoot left-handed. So uh, my Instagram handle is at Southpaw Outdoor, all one oh, word. And, uh, I love that. That's where you can find me. <laughs> Yeah. Got it. Yep. I, and I'll post it in the description of the episode and all that, man. But uh yeah, we'll get some photos. We'll post some photos, the video if you got it, send it over and we'll do our best to uh put it out on socials and within the episode and stuff. So uh I love it, man. Congratulations. Yes. Hopefully your wife knocks down a big one as well. And we'll I hopefully hope see so. you guys in the studio soon. 
<laughs> Thank you so much, man. You guys, uh, you guys rock. So uh, I just appreciate everything. Of course, brother. Hey, stick around on the on the on the call here. I'm just gonna close out, and uh, I just, I just want to talk to you a little bit when we get done. So, um, so yeah, guys, check it out. Check out the photos. Go to socials. Check out uh, Chandler's Instagram. I'll tag it in the description. Thank you guys so much. I figured a buck story, a real life, just wholesome buck story is a good way to kick off uh, the next hundred episodes of DeerCast and getting into season here. So it's exciting times. Hopefully that's motivating or gives you the itch and, and get out there and shoot a giant. So we'll see you next week. Peace. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment.